This is the Tabernacle Podcast with me, Britton Bishop. Uh, what is up, guys? I am joined today by uh, two of my favorite human beings that exist in this building. So today I am joined by what I consider parental guidance, Ben Brown. Parental I, guidance, man. That's what you are, man. Every time I introduce you, it's like, all right, the law has arrived. I, no. <laughs> how have I gotten the reputation of being like, I, I used to be fun, darn it. You are fun. Oh, you're okay. like the cool, you're the cool parent. Oh, or like okay. in my, in my past, like change life show, right? You're my stepdad that shows up and it's like, there's no rules, but there's a couple rules. All right. All right. And I'm then, glad to have that clarified. And then the big brother that I get in all the trouble with, Martin MJ Rizzy. What's up, Martin? What's up? I. I'm just really glad. I thought where we were going there was I was the not fun parent. No. Like I was pretty sure that's the only way that it would. And, and that says a lot that I wasn't comfortable uh, with. No, some of my favorite episodes that people have like talked to me about are the ones where like it's just you and me down here. And they just crack up at how much we pick on each other naturally. It's not even like we don't force any of it. It's just how we converse with each other. So Yeah, that's probably good. I'm still amazed that they allow that to happen and they still get posted. Yeah, I know. It's always so, a plus. Yeah. But uh, like always, Martin and I like to apologize formally before we start anything. If you ever heard us um, when the firehouse used to be a youth room and not a food pantry, if you ever heard two men in there yelling at each other, it wasn't out of anger, it was out of love. And so we apologize for any people that were walking by that day that heard that. So, But I promise you, had you seen it, it was much more comical. <laughs> so. I was up on a step. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We probably, for people that are, just listen to this audio, because we are not quite there with right, the video yet, yet. Uh, but we will have to post a picture of Martin <laughs> standing next to Britain, and uh, I, however, Martin's got enough personality to make oh, up 100%. for... No, we were we were getting after it. All of a sudden, oh, yeah. I'm starting to understand the need for a vodcast. They don't get the joke that, yeah, that right. doesn't work. Okay. I know the lady that called us Timon and Pumbaa. No. <laughs> So, uh, Shrek and Donkey, but all right, we'll keep going. Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited. We're uh, we're in the middle of our Luke series, um, as everybody that's been listening, um, and we're pumped about it, and we're going to continue doing episodes, breaking down kind of those left edges in the field of um, Luke that we're not using during sermons and uh, that aren't being covered on a Sunday. So we're going to continue using the podcast in that way. But another thing um, that we're going to start doing is we're going to start a little mini series within that, um, not on Sundays or anything, just solely on the podcast that is called the DNA series. So right here at the tabernacle, um, we've got a few, uh, handful of statements that we would consider DNA statements. They're the things that make us who we are. And so over the next kind of few weeks, we're just going to cover some of those and talk about what makes the tabernacle, the tabernacle, why, um, why we believe those things, why we say those things. It's probably, language that you've heard often but yeah ben what like break down the dna statements from a higher up vision standpoint like that kind of piece of it to help people understand like why do you have those well i mean it, it's important to be able to uh craft in a language that can become commonplace uh for people to be able to it, it, people that are coming into a church um coming into a family that's really what it is when you're when you're when you're joining a church but learning okay what are the values that we hold dear here and you know just to hold up the bible and, and you know show people that i mean for most people that's overwhelming mm. um so being able to craft it in a language that um that we can all remember and that we can always come back to and that we can in in a lot of really cool families i know have that they'll have like little key phrases that'll pop up in the family you can tell like that's just one of those little things that gets said often in that group well it's the same thing here at the tabernacle we consider ourselves a family um, that's why we can joke around with each other the way we do. We know it's in good nature, and when it's not, then we just pull our knives and we go at it, and <laughs> you know, last man standing wins. No, I'm joking about that. But I'm um, willing to bet everybody has a knife at this table right now. I'm on pre- I actually have two. Absolutely <laughs> accurate. I've yeah. got mine, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, so, both Gerbers, by the way, and Gerber, if you want to sponsor this podcast, yeah, we we're are always looking open for a sponsor. So Carhartt hasn't stepped up yet. So no, Gerber, you're out. We're firing him. Yep. I'm giving up on Carhartt. So it's uh, out. We're you done. heard it. <laughs> yep. um, but no, uh, you know, just being able to come back to some very simple things, uh, values that we hold dear as a church, and obviously, um, as a Jesus believing, Bible reading uh, church of believers, those have to be founded in Scripture and. Uh, um, again, rather than just take uh, you know the whole Bible and hold it up and expect people to fully understand that, um, you know we've really boiled it down. Some of our our key DNA components are simply that we are going to focus on the big rocks of the faith. Yep. Uh, there's a difference between big rocks, and, and then there are some smaller components that we call wisdom issues, and that's a whole nother, uh that would be a whole another discussion. Yep. Uh, we believe that we are all cracked pots, uh, that we all um, you know, we all have failures. We all have our places where, um, 
you know, life experience. Um, yeah, we we have the our our own sin issues mm-hmm. uh, that God works on, uh, and for me, He seems to work on them one at a time because that's <laughs> about the pace that I can deal right. with. Uh, as as we are doing our best to follow Him, and that we be, we also believe we are all called to be dominoes, and that is simply that we're, you know, to fulfill the 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 greatest commandment, which was to go out and make disciples yeah. of Jesus, and 100%. and. Uh, in, in some of those things, uh, yeah, they, they're, we're just modernizing mm-hmm. some of that terminology, um, but it gives people something tangible uh, to be able to remember those why. Like, we're going to make, sh- make sure the most important things are the most important things. Yeah. Now, under each of those categories, um, you know, especially maybe under the cracked pots, uh, one of those things that we believe is, um, is because we are all broken vessels, that none of us are all put together perfectly. Um, that we believe that we need to let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, now that uh, that takes a lot to unpack. Yeah. And that's what we want to be able to do here today. Yeah. So today's episode, um, we're going to dig into that kind of tab DNA statement that is we let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. Um, and those other things that you broke down, big rocks, cracked pots, dominoes, some other ones were barbarians. We give ourselves away. We are united. Um one that I love that I'm excited about the episode, we're all about the numbers. And that's one that rubs some people the wrong way sometimes, but it's one that uh, is listed in our thing. Uh, we love Jesus, we're about changed lives, and we love God and we love people. And those are the other statements that kind of we find in those DNA statements. But with the, we let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. Um, I love the phrasing that we have. And these are things that if you are interested in learning more about these, I'll shameless plug the crap out of this, right? Oh, yeah. Is Merge is coming up. Martin, when is Merge coming up for the Buckley campus? Uh, Buckley, we're going to have January 23rd. Okay, so January 23rd. Um, if you listen to this podcast, which I think it'll drop before then. Yeah, and um, this is a one-night event. It's yeah. not because we've been doing kind of that small mm-hmm. group. This is a one opportunity to come in three hours. Like, it's, kind of cover those three main pieces that Ben covered. The rest are kind of just these things that fall under those umbrellas, but the three main pieces of our DNA being big rocks, cracked pots, and we're called to be dominoes, and those all get covered and merge. And so that's a cool event. Come, hang out, sit at a table, Ask Break questions. Down, ask questions. Um, I, th- I think that's something that we, like, as we're talking about this, it's important because there's always, like, I remember when I first got here going, hey, why do you need a DNA? Isn't just the DNA the Bible? And like Ben said, that's a lot to to swallow. But at the same time, God didn't call every church to be identical. Mm-hmm. It's it's about uni- unity, not uniformity. So our church and our DNA and our personality is defined by some of these characteristics. And we're, we're unabashed about that. Mm-hmm. So we come out and we just say, hey, these are some things that we've realized within Scripture. Um, these are going to be how we define, because we can't do it all. Every right. church wasn't meant to do it all. So. And I think that that's a great segue into this idea that we let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. Like there's this idea that as we look at this idea that this is who God's called us to be. It's who he's, it's how he's created the leaders of our church, the leadership of our church. And as we're continuing to submit to the leadership that he's put in place, this is the DNA that's unfolding. This is the vision that's unfolding. This is kind of the temperament at which we do things and the pace and how it looks and how it sounds and sometimes how it smells, right? No pines <laughs> all around here, but, uh, but it's just this bigger picture and it would be really, really wrong of us as a church, right? Because we all go on vacations, and mm-hmm. some people go to church on vacations, some people don't. But <laughs> you go on vacation, you go to that church, and like I find, I, I'll admit it. Like there are times it's like, man, like we're this is this is weird, right? This feels different. Mm-hmm. But then getting to that place where it's okay, because mm-hmm. there's another body of believers that's happening here that probably wouldn't fit in in Carhartt and tattoo work boot country where the rest of us probably, uh, we don't play well in uh, polos and khakis country. So, right. but And I, even within our own communities, yeah. there is a different purpose for it. You don't need more than one tabernacle in Buckley. You couldn't fit more than one tabernacle in Buckley. <laughs> but that, that's the thing. It's like the church down the road, God's using them in a very 100%. different way than he's using us. And yeah. that is kind of in that big context of, yeah. of what we're talking about. But I'll let you premise that before we jump right in. No, for sure. And that that's, I love that. And I think that there's a, the, the scripture that comes to mind when we talk about the Holy Spirit or this idea, because this is less of a podcast about the Holy Spirit and more of a podcast about how we're not it. Right. Um, I think I'd like yeah. to clarify that on the front end. If the Holy Spirit is, you're like, man, but I would like to learn more about the Holy Spirit. You guys said in 2018 is before my time, I believe, but we did a whole sermon series on it, right? Called spirit. And they can find that on the app or yeah. Back in May of 2018, you can yep. go on the app when the website's rolling again, you can jump yep. on there, but it's a full archive. We did yeah. a four week series and, and John fleshed out really well who and what the Holy spirit is. Yep. And, and we did a podcast on it as well. Um, on yeah. the Holy spirit. So 
You can go listen to those. That's not the intention of this podcast, but I think more or less it's to understand that that's not what we are. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not the Holy Spirit in Ben's life. I'm not the Holy Spirit in Martin's life, but I do love the way that it's listed here is it's, but we will correct and rebuke on clear matters of sin, but trust God to convict and guide believers on wisdom issues, which is what you use small rock. Right. Right. There right, are right. some big rock sin issues that if I see that, or if you guys see that as a believer, as a brother, I would expect that you would hold me to that. Yep. And I think vice versa. So that's that's not what we're saying. But there's another thing here that people start to throw rocks very quickly oh, uh, yeah. when it comes to sin issues in their life. And I think we'll, we'll get into that. But we'll start uh, just with God's word. Um, Matthew 7 says, Do not judge so that you won't be judged. For you will be judged by the same standard with which you judge others. And you will be measured by the same measure you use. Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye, but don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the splinter out of your eye and look, there's a beam of wood in your own eye, <laughs> right? So uh, that's kind of, that's what it says. What What's it mean? I'll, I'll pass that to you guys, kind of break that down briefly. Like, what does that mean? What's Jesus trying to teach here as he's closing out the Sermon on the Mount? You know, I think in simplest forms, in my mind, um, Jesus is instructing us to make sure that we're paying, a, that we're foremost, we're listening to the Holy Spirit for conviction of um, issues that we might have. We're paying attention to that. It's really uh, when we become a believer, uh, you know, it says in Ephesians 1, uh, in, him you, in him you also, when you heard the word, of the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. When I become a believer, that Holy, the Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit, um, as we say around here, lives in me. Uh, it, it takes up residence in my heart, and it's going to start. Um, it's going to start working on me, and, and those areas that God's like, no man, um, I'm, my goal is to make you more like Jesus. Mm. Um, and now God's got realist, realistic expectations of dust, <laughs> dust yeah. um, and so that. He knows that we're made of dust. Um, but He's going to start working on us, and He uses the Holy Spirit to do that. That's the communication device. Um, the Holy Spirit is is who's talking to us, um, and uh, the Holy Spirit's role in my life is for is to work on those areas of my life that where I've got maybe I've got a sin issue um, maybe I need to soften things um, where I'm not living uh, from the fruit of the spirit where uh, I'm not I'm not broadcasting love joy peace patience kindness gentleness goodness faithfulness and self control. I am without singing. I cannot do that one without. Oh singing. my my kids! I love it. Every time I, if I do that at home, Paige, she's doing all the hand motions. She just loves it. You know. Um, uh, but that's exactly it is, is it supposed to be, I, I think what that comes down to is it's, I'm supposed to be looking in the mirror first. Hmm. I'm not the Holy spirit for others, but that Holy spirit that lives in me, he's got plenty of work to do right here at right. home. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so often it's easy to, to feel a conviction in my own heart and just assume that I need to go post that on Facebook so everybody else can work on it. Right. <laughs> but God's not working on that with them. Right. Oh, or maybe he is, but that's that's not my business. God is mm. most clearly working on my heart in these broken areas. And it's like, hey, mm. um, I, I just need to stay focused right here for a minute. And, uh, and I'll be honest, I'm terrible at this. Mm. I don't know how many other people read a devotional in the morning and then immediately think of somebody Takes else and somebody send it else. to somebody, yeah. right? Um, yeah, it's like but, a way to divert the conviction. Exactly. Right? It's like, man, that hurts. Uh, you know who needs to hear this, Britain. <laughs> I'm going to send this out to Britain. Yeah, we do text it to each other. And, yeah. so, and I do have to confess to you, most of my 60-second morning devotionals happen when the coffee is ready to leave and so I'm sorry that those are the text messages you get from me. no. I, I do think though like when you read this text um, I think that this is one that often is weaponized yeah. um, for the sake of people being able to do whatever they want right oh yeah licentiousness yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and I, so I think I that that's another place that this text doesn't go to no is that hey you're not supposed to judge anybody but I think Jesus is actually painting a picture because he says Hypocrite, first take the beam of wood out of your eye, and then you can see clearly yes. the splinter. So I think in, whenever I think of seeing clearly, you t- kind of broke it down. When I'm seeing clearly, and to, it's not actually a visual thing, right? Jesus is talking in the spiritual sense, but I think when I'm operating through the fruit of the Spirit and I'm experiencing emotion out of those things rather than my own kind of insecurity or whatever that looks like, that's where verses like John um, chapter 7, verse 24, we can judge but judge correctly. We are to judge to help with love 
humbly. Like with, That's when we begin to see the overflow of our heart in judgment is out of love and humility and wanting to see other believers spurred towards more love, to see the kingdom continue to grow. And it's not just, you should do this because you're making me uncomfortable, but we're able to actually judge correctly. And I think that's what Jesus is more or less, because he's talking to the Pharisees, right? And it's this group of people that are kind of wearing their obedience on their sleeve as a badge of honor. And he's saying, listen, just because you check the boxes today, there's still some very clear issues. And it's the fact that you haven't given me your whole heart. Yeah. And that's kind of the picture he's painting here. And uh, Ephesians 4 says it too. We're called to speak truth in love. And then later on in that, um, to hold each other accountable in love to humility. So I think that's, that's a piece too that... There is a time for those things, and that's not what I want people to hear today. Is hey, people should be able to do whatever they want because they have their own Holy Spirit, right? There's a standard that Christ also. There's a whole out. movement right now around this idea that you can't judge me. Only God can judge me. You know, that's yeah. <laughs> that's a great song. Um, but th- there's the problem is when I'm using it to defend myself, and I'm using it as just hey, stay back, don't let me worry about me. Even then, we're doing exactly what we said not to, because mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be looking at my own heart, not telling you you're being judgmental, because. Our, our world right now is a really great place to judge you for judging me. Um, and, and what a great circle that gets us into, right? right? It's yeah. like, no, no, no. But I think there is a difference. We're called to judge rightly. Mm. We're called to be iron that sharpens iron. What we're not called to be is the Holy Spirit. So we, we aren't the all-discerning, all-knowing judge of somebody else's life. Mm. But that doesn't mean that we can't be there and, and, and rub a little bit with them and try to... But that also, that vision shows me losing a little bit too. It also, it it gets hot, things are rough, it's brutal sometimes, so don't always expect that to go real well. Yeah, and and even to take that scripture just a little bit deeper even, um, I think something that it it says to me is that thing I notice that's kind of bugging me in that person, it just keeps rubbing me the wrong way. I think they're a little arrogant. I Mm -hmm. think they're a little condescending. I think... Um, that speck I'm seeing, mm. when I look at myself, I realize, oh, I'm that way. Yeah. That's actually an issue that God's going to show me, oh, yeah, this is what it looks like. You got a big old plank in your eye, bro. Yeah. And uh, how about we work on that? 100%. And then once you get that really under control and you've you've spent a year or two, you know, or I don't know, however long, you're you you're gaining some ground on that. Then maybe you've got a relationship with that person. They know that you love them. There's trust that's built in that relationship as a brother, as a sister in Christ. Then, yeah, maybe you could say, "Hey, man, uh, you know, I used to struggle. I, or I'm, I'm, I struggle with that. I'm still struggling with that, um, and, and I'm working on that. And I, I just, I, I notice this thing. Um, but a, a, again, I think we got to be careful that we're not being perfectionist mm. with other people." Um, and not looking at everybody like a dishwasher that needs to be repaired. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, um, reading from a pastor, and uh, he was talking about when you when you stop looking at other people like uh, like projects that need to be fixed, and you remember that God has been walking alongside them their entire life, um, especially someone who's a Christian already, um, when. when God has been working on them. The Holy Spirit is in them. When you remember that and you realize, okay, God's God's always working in, in our hearts on something. And rather than going, hey, I know how to fix you. Yeah, trying to expedite the process. I'm going to expedite the process yeah. here. I've got the owner's manual. And if we, you know, let's, let's just, you know, we're going to treat somebody like a dishwasher. Right. You know, if we replace this water pump that's in here and we put a, you know, a water filter on that and we... Only, you know, we take care of this heating element and all that stuff. Then then you're going to be good to go. Now you can wash dishes, bro. You're you going to be a... So you're going to be pieces a, of a dishwasher that I didn't know existed. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're, you're going to be a, you know, you're now you're going to be a solid Christian. Yeah. And it's like, no, God's, God's convicting of that. And then rather than looking at people like projects like that, like broken dishwashers, but realizing that they're a work in progress God's working at, rather than that coming alongside them, trying to discern, looking at somebody, go, man, I wonder what God's... Mm. what God's doing in them right now. <laughs> and even asking the question, like, man, what's God telling God you right now? Right? How's that, what, what, what are you struggling with? Yeah. And if you've got a relationship with somebody, man, I mean, they're going to maybe share what the Holy Spirit is actually, you know, like, man, I'm, I'm, I got this anger issue. I just, I'm, I'm angry all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. And then you can come alongside that. You can help guide. You can yeah. help work. It's like, yeah, I, I've, I've dealt with that. I'm dealing with that. Oh, now I got a friend. I got somebody who now we're going. We, now we got mutual accountability. We've got all this. 
there's just so much comes out of that rather than T-boning them, <laughs> you know, just like at an intersection with, you know, I see this in you <laughs> and you need to knock it off. Yeah, like, no, because sure. what what you're saying is when we do that, when it when we treat them like the dishwasher, when it's a constant, hey, let me show you what God needs to work on in your life. What we're really trying to do is model them in our image. Yeah, not God's point, image. Man. We we or want even them our perceived image of God. Exactly, right? Who we want God to be in other people's lives. I think is yeah. Yeah, we we think that somehow we've figured that piece out. So hey, just follow the same path for me. But that's not how it works. My path often doesn't look like Ben's path. Um, what God is, how God is going to lead me to the same point is probably going to be in a very difficult way because I'm not as smart as Ben, and I might need like three more lessons <laughs> along the way. But oh I gosh, you, you you want to get into the comparison? About <laughs> ben has hair. I don't. I'm leaving it there. Yeah. Uh, um, no, but so yeah. To go back a step, is that I, your default that cop is, out? Is you have hair? I don't. Yep. You you are a superior human because God has allowed you to have hair longer than me. Uh, I'm sorry. Mark. Together, another My visual goodness. insight into the the podcast. I love um, that. That's your default deflection. So <laughs> we're learning a lot about Martin. Go, right now. Going back before this becomes a therapy session for me. Uh, <laughs> um, this idea that we are not so like that we can't ever judge or we can't ever call somebody out and how dangerous that can be is it becomes a world lacking accountability. Yeah. Right. And even in scripture, we see it and at the highest levels, right? Paul at one point calls Peter out yeah. uh, for this idea that Peter's no longer being friendly with the Gentiles. He, you know, he's been called specifically by God in a dream. Hey, you're going to these people are clean. I need you to go to them. Paul's been living with the Gentiles, but he walks into the room and all of a sudden Peter is no longer, he's separating himself from the Gentiles. He wants to offset. He wants to be seen by the Jews with the Jews. It's kind of this popularity thing. And Paul calls him out like in front of people. And scripture is really clear about that. Um, But it wasn't as if he couldn't make that determination. But what we know about Paul and Peter is this wasn't a random bump into you and call you out on the carpet in front of everybody because I know what's best for you. This is, hey, I know what God has said to you because we've got relationship, because we have this understanding. I also know that God has called me to that. Don't go back there. It's in love and it's for his good and it's for the good of God's people, obviously. Yeah. But it's not an arbitrary decision that he made on his own and just dictated or he, and he wasn't, he, he wasn't mean about it. And it was a clear, like, I think too, like, it's a clear matter, right? This is, this is something that, hey, Peter, if this mission's going to go the way it's supposed to go, if we're actually going to build this church, dude, listen, we've got to tighten this up, right? It wasn't a small rock of what Peter was wearing, right? right? Or something along right. those lines. Like, hey, the tunic, bro, come on, we're still doing that. Like, <laughs> you know, like whatever that looks like. But I think that, that that's another clear piece too as well is it was something that this is a new way of living that Jesus has came and, and brought to us through his life and through his death, burial, and resurrection. And because of that now, listen, Peter, we don't follow just those rules anymore. Jesus came and gave us a new way. Right. And so I think that's that's really important as well. But I think too, um, there's a phrase that gets thrown around here often that's a mentor of ours that of all of ours that he says and he says, Do not God, please don't deliver me until you're done developing me. Right. And so there's just that picture that is God is developing things in people like you were talking about. And I think that whenever we try to expedite the process, like you were saying, we're just in, we're eliminating the ability of God to move in that not eliminating. God can do whatever he wants. Let me take that back. But yeah. I think we're hindering um, from a human perspective. God is sovereign, and he's going to do what he needs to do. But, man, we like to make it hard on him sometimes, don't yeah. we? Right um, but I think too often, and, I, and maybe this isn't mine to say, but I'll say it, is how many times parents do that to their kids. Mm. How many God is developing something in their kids, and, and clear matter of sin, right? Parent the crap out of that. Do your thing. I like. Yep. But there are times where your kid maybe needs to learn this lesson on their own. This is this is something that could be a formational experience for them with Christ that that we try to parent away from them. That's something that uh, Uncle Charlie talked about in his podcast. He said we can't superimpose suffering on our kids, right? You should right. just know better. And. And it's a hard thing to do because yeah. we have a desire as parents to protect our children. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do it uh, to a fault. Yeah. And, uh, you know, John, John says this often, you know, that our children can become our easiest and first idols. Mm-hmm. We can all of a sudden put them as this, you know, we've got to protect our kids. And, and, but if we're protecting our kids from God, are we allowing the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit? Yeah. I mean, it's under our roofs that we see this the most clearly. Um, how we 
I, I can just confess this because my wife listens to the podcast, so I'll, maybe I'll get Shout points out. for it later. We yeah. love you, Cassie. Hey, Cassie. But she's going to know it when I say Thanks it. For the donuts. I, I often <laughs> do this, and it's, hey, uh, God is speaking to me, and before I text it to Britain in the morning, I'm making sure <laughs> she's aware of it because God must be giving me a devotional to tell my wife what she needs. It's good to know at least you don't talk to me before you talk to your wife yeah. in the morning because that's yeah. when our friendship gets kind of weird. Yeah, it does so, get creepy, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> When I'm the first person you think of when you wake up, you've gone too no, far. No, just when I think of sin. Right? Just when I think of sin. Yeah, so, I mean, like, uh, when we even talk about, you know, clear matters of sin, I mean, even even that gets, that that water gets that money. That mucks it up, right, that with really, the nominations. Y- y- oh, yeah, big time, big time. I said muck, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, make sure you emphasize yeah. that. Matt, you don't have well. to bleep that. No, nope, you don't. Um, but, like, in uh, Galatians 5 here, uh, you know, it really... Paul lays out the difference between uh, the works of the flesh, things that are coming from flesh, which is our, our sinful nature, mm. and then things that are coming from the Spirit. Um, he, you know, right before he goes into the fruits of the Spirit, um, he says this, the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife. Oh, here we go. Jealousy. Mm. He throws that right in there with sexual immorality. Fits, and sorcery. Yeah. <laughs> fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, churches. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> Envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. So we've got our big, you know, our, our the big sins that we really like to weaponize and throw out there. But it's amazing, you know, things like jealousy, um, dissension, um, you know, envy, something like envy. Yeah. Oh, must be crazy. Nice. It's like that's in the Ten Commandments. Oh, yeah, man. How, how many times? Yeah. yeah it is. Well, it is. And okay. Yeah, so, right. so you know, if we're trying to give people some scripture to look to, like, okay, how do I know if this is a hardcore sin issue? Well, here's some things there. And then we can go to the, we can go to the Ten Commandments. There's some really simple things, some yeah, really good filters to run things good, yeah. through. Um, and I love the way too, because I, I think I heard John do it, or one of you probably has done it too, but where the Ten Commandments really break down into the new greatest commandment, right? To love God and love people. And those are all fully encompassed. Yeah. The Ten Commandments is fully encompassed in that aspect. Right on. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there like, just as we look at this idea of letting the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit and trying to speak truth and love to people, but also trying to, because you, you, what we're seeing is, you brought this up earlier, is we're seeing culture become extremely tolerant of sin. Right. Right. And we're seeing churches make this drastic lane change that was, right, it seems like now more than ever there are churches that are heavy on the side of kind of this progressive idea that is God is just love and he loves you no matter what and sin probably isn't actually a real thing. And there are ones that even take it to the extent of did Jesus Jesus didn't have to die for your sin because God is love and he loves so much he wouldn't kill his son, right? There are just those kind of teachings. And then we yank it all the way back to the other side of the road that is this legalistic, almost pharisaical approach to faith that is, no, you follow these rules. If you do not, you will burn forever. Right. right, and then and there's and then like we, there's got to be this middle ground, right, of finding yeah. a way to speak truth and love. So I don't know, break that kind of Oops, all of that. There's a lot in there. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw that at you. You guys make the podcast good. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, um, I don't think it's middle ground. I think there's truth, and I think then we warp it and we pervert it. I just want to be really clear on that because it's like sometimes in this world of politics and, and polarization, we can just say, so we've got to find a middle ground. No, we don't. We need to find truth. And in the midst of all of this, there is truth. And it is not that Jesus didn't have to die. That's heresy. Um, we'll just denounce that right yeah. there. Scripture's clear about what that is. And on that other side, that pharisaical law, we look at that and we see how that can destroy because Jesus was really clear that he didn't come to destroy the law. He came to perfect it. And when we understand that, we realize that through the law, there are good things. We need to understand the implications of sin. I can't love you if I'm not willing to call out sin in your life. I don't care how much you think I'm a kind, nice person. If I'm unwilling to look you in the eye, when I see sin that is destroying your life, I'm no kind of a friend. That's where we start to draw this back to a middle ground and and I think more than anything else for us, as we will do a disservice if we don't take time to just consider, if we talk about letting the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit, where does that leave us as brothers to call each other out? When are those times? How do we do that? And I think we, that's what we're fleshing out is, right. all right, sometimes it's through relationships, sometimes it's that. But there is scripture that lays this out pretty clearly. It tells us, if it's going to make somebody else stumble, stay away from it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. 
that that's uh, what Romans 14. So that's in there wanting to make sure there are a lot of these issues that happened in, in that time period. But if we find ourselves in a place where we think that maybe we need to go left or maybe we need to go right, because you know, this is something that we heard and this is cleaner and clear. We need to go back to scripture. The only way that we can hold this tight is to go back to scripture. And, and there are churches that do this really well. And then there are churches that when the world starts to say something, they try to find scripture to, to lean into it. Mm. If our basis and our foundation is always scripture. I mean, it, it was uh, last week in Luke 6, I believe, at the end of the chapter that he talks about, you know, why do you not do what I tell you to do? And then he gives an example of people that don't. Life doesn't go real well when we don't adhere to what God calls us to. Um, but for me, the challenge is when I look at my brother and I go, man, is this mine to call him out on? That's a good question. Sometimes the answer is as simple as, am I watching his life get destroyed by it? Then maybe I should step in and be a brother to him, but I don't. In love. love. I was going to say in love. Exactly. And I don't have to tell him what to do in it. Mm. I, I got a brother right now that's just struggling, having a rough day. All I have to do is be there and shut my mouth sometimes. Not my greatest strength, by the way. <laughs> but I'm going to try that now. Yeah. No, I think that I think that's key. And that's the true, to, I think, whenever we look at relationship and, and what it looks like friendship-wise and, and to look at biblical relationships and Christ-centered relationships, it's all centered around this idea that is Christ's teachings. <laughs> and it's And the whole thing, too, I think, as well, is as I'm continuing to... I think you said this really well, and I'm going to say it again probably poorly, but hopefully if we say it twice, it'll stick for somebody, right? Amen. But if I'm expecting to hold somebody to another standard, I need to be holding myself to it first. And and you said that much more articulated and very well, but I think that's the key to this whole thing is I can't expect people to submit to something that I'm not submitting to. And as you're looking at finding people that, that you allow to speak into your life, as you're looking at surrounding yourself with community that has that ability to say, hey, bro, that ain't it. I'm hoping that it's brothers or sisters, right, that are submitted to the same spirit you are. Right. And I think that's a key as well. And And it really does, I think, come down to your motive. And it's a good heart check for every single one of us. Right. Like, how much am I really caring about this person? Or do they just really annoy me? (laughs) Does it really just bother me that he's wearing a hat on stage? And so now I'm going to get really upset about that thing. Um, Or is it like, it, it, or can you go to scriptures like, yeah, no, I, I bro, I, I think you're sinning with this. And it's like, okay, we're going to have a discussion about that, man. Wow. I didn't, I didn't see that. And, and be prepared if, if you're going to do that. Are you willing to walk with somebody along that? Are you, are you doing it in love or are you just, are, are you walking around with your big stick? Mm. Um, and, and you're just ready to, you're darn sure that you're right about everything. I think humility is key too, because humility I was gonna, like, is huge. I think about the other aspect of, I go to that guy and I'm like, this is it. And he's like, well, did you think about this? Right. Oh, dang. And you're like, oh, are you willing to humbly walk through that process of trying to see both sides? And I think too, the key to that is understanding that the answer might be yes and no. Right. Right. I think like that's something that clearly we talk about all the time whenever it comes to predestination or free will or whatever that looks like. Right. And it's like, what about, yeah, that's <laughs> there, it. <laughs> there's more to that than you think. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that maybe like there's a humility aspect of that as well as it, it doesn't all have to be, okay, I, this is what I think. I think what it boils down to is my faith so fragile that if it doesn't look like a way that I can control and if it might be different, then there's no way it's true. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right because humility. Humility, one of the ways you see humility in people is when they're willing to ask questions and seek for information before they react or make a judgment, right? Um, I think about just what you said. If I'm looking at sin in somebody's life and it seems real obvious to me, have I asked the question why? Like what's going on in their world right now that might be causing them to feel this way? Like what's going on there? There's probably more to it than that. And if I'm willing to dive in deep enough with a person to ask the question, hey man, what's going on in your life right now? Before I say, because I'm seeing this in you, I don't know. I, you know, if we're not willing to wade in, we probably don't have the right to step in and just point. Yeah, I would agree. That's a very yeah. well said statement. If I'm not willing to see this process of healing through or this process of re- reconciliation from this sin through with this person, then I don't know if I'm the one that needs to be saying it. Because then you've just became the pointing finger, right? The smoking gun that just is pointing... And I don't want people to hear, don't like, just let everybody live in sin, right? That's not the goal of this podcast. But I think the goal of this podcast is to say, okay, let's look at community 
Mm-hmm. Let's look at our relationships and how can we sort through this in a way that creates more unity than division. Yeah, and, and something else, I mean, to go to this, um, and this is, I, I hate to use experience, but God gifts us with yeah. experiences. When I've had an issue or I see something in somebody and it's like, I'm trying to discern, do I say something? It's been Amazing the number of times when I've actually prayed on that, going, God, I see this. <laughs> How often, within a very short amount of time, that Holy Spirit, like trusting the Holy Spirit in them, they actually, yeah, man, you know what? There's this thing I've been struggling with. Like they say it, and it's like, holy cow, do you have, like, is my brain wired up where you can hear my thoughts? Yeah. And it's like, ah, and then it's like this great place. But I mean, being able to go in prayer <laughs> first. I mean, and Martin, I got to give you kudos because it's, it's um, something that I see in you that you do very, very well, and you probably don't get enough props for this. This is, is it, uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Oh, you do this to me all the time. Just, so I'm he's just gonna, not talking about reaching the top shelf, so just no, get gotcha. that one out all of All right, that's fair. Start, so. Or brushing your hair wisely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you brush your hair wisely. I don't know where that came from. Okay, we're completely. Uh, but no, is actually doing exactly what we're talking about is, is uh, when you see something like this. Um, is using discernment and being willing to go to somebody in love and willing to walk through it with them um, and uh, versus being passive about it, going, oh, not my problem, man. Holy Spirit, be the Holy Spirit. So I think this is something I'm glad you're in on this, Martin, because I think this is something that you actually do pretty well. Yeah, because I um, think that, that screaming match uh, we were uh, talking about <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast, oh, yeah. um, that was that's essentially what this equated to, right? There was a moment where um, another brother of ours and myself were kind of not seeing eye to eye. And it was just kind of this weird, odd relationship thing that was happening. And you were holding both of us to a higher standard that you knew that was God's intention for relationship and God's intention for relationship in ministry. And it irritated the crap out of me that you were going to hold me to that standard. And who did you think you were <laughs> right in this whole thing? And I, and I think I said all of that, <laughs> yeah. but it's just that. And then in the midst of that, right, we go hang out. Now the dude's one of my best friends that I do ministry with. And awesome I'm jealous because you get to hang out with him yeah. and you had lunch with him today. <laughs> right. And so, but it's just that whole picture that happens in the midst of all of that. And I think that, that that's what we see when people are willing to wait in and sort through it and in love do those things. We begin to see unity begin to occur that that is Christ-centered unity that's centered around the Holy Spirit, that's centered around brothers and sisters coming alongside and submitting to the same guidance and how cool it is that when especially for us i think there's 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 moments where you just catch a momentum as a church staff mm-hmm. and and it, it's not all the time right it ebbs and flows but i think there's those moments and we could all think of one where it's just like man we all caught momentum at the same time and it was just very clear that this was a spirit driven thing that we were doing together as a staff or doing together as a family or as a fight club but there's just those moments where it's like man this was driven by the spirit and everyone was submitted right. and that was god yeah, and then there are also the moments where we get done with it, and it's like, did anybody pray before we started? <laughs> right? You know, but uh, yeah. I think yeah. those are this think, did not go well. Yeah, I yeah. don't think we prayed <laughs> enough. No, yeah. So no, I and so I appreciate that, Ben. I do, um, and and there are dangers to it. Uh, you know, one of my natural tendencies, I, I think God gifted me in a specific way to be willing to deal with that. But at the same time, if it just like anything, with I get out of balance with that, and all of a sudden I can be the critical person. Mm-hmm. I can. Um, you know, so you, you got to know what God's calling you to, but I, I love the fact that you just said, pray, like just as simple as it can be. Can we, can we take a minute and just say, Hey God, before we go judging, go doing, um, I don't know if sometimes we just miss how simple it is and how important it is to say, Hey, can we get back to the most basic things and look, let's look at scripture, see if it's really sin. Yeah, let's pray before we go and address it. Let's let's throw our arm around them and ask them how they're doing. I mean, these are some pretty basic pieces of the puzzle, but we miss them an awful lot. And life is a weird thing because I know that when people see sin in my life, I'm desperate for somebody to come (laughs) grab me by the scruff of the neck. And I'm so thankful to have a few brothers in my life that will do that. Mm. Guys that don't, Man, I'm scared to death for them. And and last long in a relationship with Martin Rizzi is what I've found. (laughs) No, I think too, like with just this conversation, there's there's a a whole nother gate that you just opened. Is I think often like, and just even in the past few moments, this the Holy Spirit's job, yes, is one to guide and direct and to hold us to a standard that is what Christ has laid out for living life. And and often that comes into the fact of sinning and following God's law and doing those things. And there's conviction that the Holy Spirit provides. But I think I don't want people to hear that the Holy Spirit is just this like 
being that keeps you in line, right? right? But it is mm. <laughs> at times, but there's a whole nother thing. Like I think of a story, like when I was offered the job at the tabernacle and this, this, we let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. And there's just this moment where I get offered the job at the tabernacle and there's another opportunity and it's like, okay, so I'm going to call this guy that I really trust and see what he thinks. And then I'm going to call this guy that I really trust and see what he thinks. And then I'm going to call this guy, man, I trust this guy and see what he thinks. And this is a legitimate process that's unfolding. Yeah. I call all three of these guys. All three of them said something completely different. <laughs> and then I realized like there's literally this moment of just like, but have you asked God? Am I going to mm-hmm. let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit in this moment and actually guide this decision-making process? Or is that just my genie in the bottle that I'll rub whenever I kind of need that moment, right? But right I think, on. But I think even in decision-making, letting the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit, whatever that looks like, like, hey, I know what's best for your life. You should go to this college. Right. And it's like, or you should do this. You should break up with, like, whatever that looks like. Well, right, didn't but, we just run into this? Yeah. I mean, we, we got a person in our lives that's <laughs> making this huge decision, and we're getting all judgmental about it because we think we know what's best, and then all of a sudden we go, wait, wait, wait. I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit's working in their life too. Yep. Maybe I should get out of the way on this and and trust that either God's sovereign or He's not. Exactly. Right. Well, and, <laughs> and, and 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 so often when we do that and we're giving advice, we're doing it. We can do it with our own selfish interests. Mm-hmm. If they would choose this, then they're going to be here more. Or if they choose this, uh, in it, it can be so subtle and and buried in our conscious. Um, or it's based on so much of our preferences, yeah. no, or no, our man, fears, you, you, or our fears. Yeah, where we're time. like, hey, don't don't make that decision because when I was there, it went badly. And say, so, wait, 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 you're a totally different human. Oh man, well, right. I remember my first mission trip that yeah. I was getting ready to go on, um, going to Haiti, and I mean, I I I thought I knew that I knew that I, like I was just I needed to go on a mission trip somewhere, and and. Like, all I really wanted to do, I just wanted to go build a house for somebody. That's really all I wanted to do. Go to some place <laughs> where somebody didn't have a house and, and and build them a nice little house, little place Still to live. Manistee or something. I mean, you still have that passion. We could do work, work or something. We work can work something on something. No, and it was, yeah, right. Gosh, I shouldn't have thrown that yeah. out there. My phone's going to be ringing off the hook. Ben no. just got to be the most popular yeah. podcaster ever. Yeah. It's like, build a house? Ben's building a house for free. Yeah. <laughs> In, in this economy, how on earth is that working? No, but I remember get, like getting ready to, go, you know, I was so and I was so excited when the opportunity because it was a couple of years yeah. of of this of this coming together, and I finally got the opportunity to go, and I was so excited, and I was I was letting some people know that I was fairly close to some family members and stuff, and it was it was just that I was getting, are you nuts? Why on earth would you be doing that? That's a dangerous place, yep. and it made it had me questioning like am I hearing the right voice or what's going on? Because all, none of these people that are, are confirming this, but, uh, but you're right, Martin, it was based 100% on a lot of their fears. And it actually, what was really interesting is there was very few people in my life at the time um, outside my immediate, immediate family, like my household. I mean, most people thought I was nuts. Mm. And I mean, and this is just, you know, from Christian ghetto, this is just a, this is just a mission trip for a week. Right. I mean, I'm not moving my whole family to, you know, some place for years on end. Right. It was like, I'm going to be gone for 10 days or something like that. Um, and again, for me, it was like one of those first times of being able to like, okay, no, this has been a pressure that God's put on your heart for a while. Mm-hmm. It's been a very intimate pressure that he's put on your heart, very personalized pressure just because of my background. Um, trust and, that Holy Spirit. Yeah. So can I ask How, you guys a question? Hold on. I want to okay. ask him a question on that story real quick, because you said, you know, there are a lot of people you were talking to and then you kind of paused and went outside of my immediate family. So were there a lot of influences that were outside of, of faith? Like they weren't Christians. You were, you were talking to people who you trusted who are wise because I know early in my faith journey, even now there are still people that I trust that aren't necessarily looking out for the interests that aren't going to come at it from a Christian perspective. And that's, that doesn't say don't ever ask somebody that's not a Christian for advice. You're getting a job, ask the people that know about the job. That's okay. But what I don't want us to inadvertently assume here, make people think is that 
asking for advice is a bad idea because the Holy Spirit works through the people around us sometimes. Sometimes, But you know but, what he doesn't do is work harder through them than he has on the own pressure he's put <laughs> on my heart. Yeah, we're just going to make this more confusing. To answer your question, it was both. Both, yeah. Uh, the people who I would, yeah, and, and that was the shocking part. It was like, man, I, I, I it was like I, and, and part of it maybe for me is I was seeking their approval a little bit. I was like, mm. hey, I'm going to go do this thing. And they they were like, uh, you're you're being irresponsible as a father by doing this. And it was like, I never Oof. looked at it that way. Dang. I went, I did it, yeah. survived, came back, uh, went again. Um, but. And that was but, kind of a powerful moment in your life, that first trip. Oh, big time. Like, yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, I, I think for, it, it's trusting the, the Holy Spirit in our own lives. Mm. We're going to let the Holy Spirit. Okay. If. If I really, if I know Britain well, and God's putting this pressure on his heart, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust that it is okay. It's good. Okay, Christian's been, or uh, uh, Britain's been following Christ for, you know, several years. He's, he's, he's trying to discern what that voice is. Yeah. And rather than me try to be the Holy Spirit, like, no, I don't think God would ask you to do that. Uh, no, God wouldn't ask you to leave here. God wouldn't ask you to do that. Um, instead of trying to be that, okay, Which I'm not. No, 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 I'm not saying that. Yeah, <laughs> going anywhere. Yeah. Oh shoot, I wasn't supposed to say <laughs> yeah. that. Out loud, was I? <laughs> Sorry, John. Uh, yeah. I hope you're not listening. Um, He's not. <laughs> no, but rather, but in, in back to what we were talking about before. Now I'm smuggling in my fears, my personal yeah. preferences, all these, all these things. Yeah. And um, in, in, in rather again, this is now I'm going. You're the dishwasher, and I'm going to fix you. I'm yep. going to get you straightened out on, and so that you're going to sit right here and you know, be all put together and, and we're going to be able to load you with dishes and yeah. you're going to, you're going to serve us well. Um, rather than that, being able to come alongside like, okay, tell me about that. What yeah. is, what does God do in, in giving you an opportunity to talk about that? So th- letting the Holy spirit be the Holy spirit. Isn't all just about sin. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of this is learning how to walk aside, walk alongside other Christians, other believers that have the Holy spirit in them and helping them coming alongside them uh, is they're trying to discern these things yep. and living in unity with each other and trusting that God is moving in their life, even though I might not see that exact same conviction or circumstance in my own life. But I want to ask this question too, while I have two fathers on the other side of the table, <laughs> what does this look like in the process of raising kids? Like Ben, I think specifically like the question for me is like your oldest daughter, like going off to college, like as you're watching that decision unfold, like what is that speaking to the parents in the room? Right. And if you don't have to answer the whole thing, but just like speaking to the parents in the room saying like, this is some of that process, and this is where some of that process got muckier. Um, Martin, for you raising two elementary age kids and looking at like, hey, this is now they're getting to this age where right and wrong makes a little bit more sense to them, and I'm trying to explain that to them. So what does that look like from a parenting standpoint of letting the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit as your children? I, I know all of your children, and on both ends, I would say that they're developing into some really cool disciples of Christ, and I'm, they make my job really fun, like knowing all your kids, and so... When I think through that lens, like, what does that look like for you guys as your kids now are kind of submitting to Jesus and developing that relationship as well? It sucks. Uh, (laughs) Can can we just be that honest? It's really painfully, (laughs) terribly scary because they have free will and like they have to learn that on their own and I don't get to be their Holy Spirit. And there's nothing more terrifying in the world than, than every step you send your own kid out. Like I'm watching Ben trying to take notes here because his, his daughter's going off to college. and I'm like, uh, Mira's going to be going into middle school and that's like my heart is is palpitating like yeah. she's looking to go into camp this summer but again trusting that you know scripture tells us when you raise your child up in the way that they should go when they're old they will not depart from it that doesn't mean things are going to be easy it's, mm-hmm. it leaves some clarity in there for like some off time but man i'll tell you what is scary yeah i'm just time stamping this episode so i can learn from ben <laughs> <laughs> no it's it, a lot of it is exactly the same uh clear matters of sin uh, you know, we're, we're going to discipline them. Um, and, but at the same time, raising them up and, and, you know, my, so excited my kids get to hang out with so many, um, cracked pots around here that are doing their best to follow Jesus. And so I have to trust, you know, and they have, they, we're, we've been encouraging them. Okay. Here's another big piece of this, encouraging them to have a faith of their own, mm. um, not to be riding on my faith. And in giving a little room for that, you got to give them a little bit of room. You got to give them a. If you just keep force feeding, you there's a balance there. Again, mm. there's a balance. 
and yeah. it's going to require discernment. Yeah. Um, and and then trusting. Okay, I've 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 done what I can. They've they've had some other godly. You know, they 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 talk about a lot of you guys. Like, oh, these are my. They're they're my church mom and dads, you know. That's like my church uncle, my church mom and dad. Yeah, I'm know? definitely just an uncle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm the fun uncle at best. But there, there are other people who they see living, uh, doing their best, not living perfectly, and they 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 get to see some of the flaws and get to see some of the, um, you know, the brokenness, and and we're open to talk about that stuff. Um, but they see people following that, and part of it is is just trusting that as you're sending them. I was like, I've I've I've, I've maybe I could have done more. But I've done everything that I, I I can't go back and do that. I'm still going to continue to make the most of these days, but I have to trust, especially when it's like, wow, this is a like, this is a decision that's been made. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Maddie going off to college, like she's she knows where she's going and she knows what she's about and where she's what she wants to do and going, okay, Lord, I'm, and and then trusting that He's going to take care of her mm-hmm. because there's so many things out there. There's right. so many things. It's like I don't want her to have to go through that. I don't want her to have to experience that. Right. I don't want her to have to, you know, all of that stuff. But remembering is like, well, all those experiences I, I went through, yeah. they're part of, have shaped mm. me, have given me empathy for certain things. They've hardened me into certain things. Yeah. Um, but that's but like, that's, she's, she's, all my kids, they've got to go do that. Right. They've got to have that time to be able to do that. Trusting the fact that like, cause it's one that we say often, but it's hard to like trust sometimes is the fact that like God loves them more than I do. Amen. Yeah. Right? It's just like, that I picture of that, like the people that I'm trying to Holy Spirit in my life, right? The right. students that we try to lead at Foundry, it's like, God loves them more than I do. Like is my, my own fiance, my family, God loves them more than I do. So I think that that's a... God a, knows more about blank than you yeah, do, than right? You do, right? Yeah. Well, and but you said something and it all kind of fit together for me. And I'm sure there are other people listening right now saying the same thing. You just keep saying the word trust, mm. right? Because trusting the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit takes trust. It doesn't matter if it's your kids, your wife, your friends, the people around you, yourself. We've got to trust that God's purpose, God's plan is bigger and better than ours, that he's got direction for it that's beyond ours. And that's hard. And, uh, you know, and I, and I don't want to, that to come across the wrong way because I know your kids and I respect your kids immensely. Like Maddie is one of the most capable human beings alive, but that doesn't make it easier to trust just because you know that. Yeah. Like I look at Mirenziano and I could not be more grateful and, and uh, excited to see what God does with them in their lives um, with some foundation that I never saw as a child. But man, am I excited about that. But it doesn't make it super easy to trust that everything's going to go well along the way because nobody in this room got to where they are because everything went easy. Oh, right, right. right. Yeah. And, 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 oh man, and part of it is, as a parent, it's, it's being able to relinquish control to God. Hmm. Is being able to relinquish the control to that Holy Spirit because it'd be really easy for me to go. No, you're not. You, you got to stay here where I can see you, where I can make <laughs> sure uh, you know I can hold your hand. I can be there, uh, and 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 I don't know what God's plan is for any of my kids. Right. But but you know she's you know she's stepping out to do something I I didn't go do, mm. and so that, that that can be scary. So then all of a sudden fears kick in mm-hmm. again, and it's like well, in being able to trust, like nope. God's got her. He loves her more than she's got his Holy Spirit living in her. And um, I will be there as a dad. I will be there. Um, and it, look at the what it opens up to, right? This, this When we do that, when we trust, it opens a door to something that is so amazingly beautiful. Because what I don't want to do is have this entire podcast be about, hey, look at the negatives if we don't do it right. Like there's a positive to when we let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. God is allows... God allows our children, God allows people to be fruitful in what he's called them to. Those gifts of the spirit, those those clear ways that God wants to use us start to flourish mm. and we start to see amazing things happen in their lives, right? So there are implications on like, yeah, we can do this wrong. How should we do it right? That's all great. But what happens when we let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit? All of a sudden, people's lives start to move in the direction God has called them to. And unbelievable things happen. Lives change dramatically. Churches, communities change. Things we never imagined because we're not God, right? Exactly. Yeah. Our, like vision, my, our, our vision is way too small. Yeah, because I think to like the own chip on my shoulder that I've had to like pray about and repent of was just this idea. Like when I first started serving in ministry and my mentor at the time, one of my best friends that everybody's heard about, a guy named Trey, and when he had me start serving in his ministry. And then he was like, Hey, I think we're going to have Bishop speak. 
and the resounding, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> like, is that really what you want to do? Like, is, and just that kind of, it put a really unhealthy chip on my shoulder for a long time. But then just in the midst of that, I think that there's so many times in my life where I do the, are you sure God, mm-hmm. Th- this guy, right? Or this girl or this yeah. situation, Northern Michigan, like, <laughs> right you know, on. those, are you sure moments? And then how much bigger, how God continues to prove that he's so much bigger than, than a moment. I think that's so cool. Yeah. And we can, uh, you know, this is one of the. I, one of the biggest lessons when I when I started working in parachurch ministry that I got from um, got from another pastor it was this idea: there are so many things that need to be done in this world. God sees them all, um, and in order for all of those things to be done, God is going to place a certain pressure on your soul. Mm-hmm. He's going to place a certain pressure on your soul. Mm-hmm. He's going to place a certain pressure on my soul, and our responsibility. That that's the Holy Spirit. So that that just that deep conviction of like, or it's just a passion for maybe it's homeless people in a community, maybe it's for preaching the word, yeah. it's for going into new towns. It's, I I I want to go. I want to speak to twenty thousand men and preach the word. I want to. Okay, whatever that pressure is, maybe it's 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 running a food pantry. <laughs> uh, maybe it's going to Ethiopia. Maybe God is telling you to move to Thailand and and uh, teach ministry. You know. Uh, minister to pastors there, whatever that is, that's your responsibility. That's my responsibility to and fulfill that. Everybody else's responsibility right. to buy into my vision that God has placed on my life. Yes. I think that is key what you just said, because here's the thing. That's the whole body, right? Right. If I have been appointed and the vision for God, the vision from God for my life is that I am the left hand <laughs> and I start getting mad at my feet. Right, my brothers and sisters that have been called to be the feet for not being a left hand. Right, and then next thing you know, we got a bunch of left-handed things, which back in the day meant you were of the devil. So which, <laughs> that right. is not true. Right, I'm left-handed. I have broken the standard. But uh, but I think like the picture you're painting here is so beautiful, and and that's something that even for me, like I serve in a parachurch ministry, and we have a, a vision for what that ministry needs to look like. But often we have to find ourselves coming back to this place of. But that's not only God's. That's not God's only plan. That's right. not God's plan for everybody. Because and it's somebody not my needs... job to critique the other Christian across the street that sees this situation differently. Bam! But to trust that God's going to move in them. Because here's the cool thing that I love about our church: the three of us sitting around this table have different ways that God has 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 given us convictions about. Like there are different things ministry wise that the three of us are passionate about. Right. This yep. isn't like if, just parachurch ministries. This right. is within our church staff. Like 100%. we, if all of us. Thought that the podcast was the most important thing. Uh, one, I would destroy it. It is. And no, two, okay. uh, this would be all we would do, right? So yeah. we've got to have different people focused in different areas. And this is where we see that. You know, there's so much scripture is ripe with it, but some people do get out of lack with that mm-hmm. because their heart is so burdened for this one thing that all of a sudden they can't see past it. And that's dangerous. Uh, you know, I'm sitting here looking at um, 1 Corinthians 12, and in, in verse 7 it says, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit. So we all have the Spirit. For the common good. In Christ. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. And then it goes on to name all these different ways in right. which we're offered the Spirit. That's how God built this. Yeah. Because when we let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit, we can cover a lot more ground do a lot more good than any one individual can do. Because you know what? Every one of those parachurch ministries, I am so grateful for. Yeah. I, I think one of the coolest things that I got to do three years ago or so when I was one of the student ministry guys here, so I realized that our student ministry had a group of students. Like we had kind of a, a target market. And I was like, man, this is awesome. How do we reach the rest of the kids? And I went, I, I don't know how to do that. And I called my buddy Josh Sprunger and I was like, hey, you want to do an FCA yeah. here at Buckley? Because uh, the athletes aren't showing up for some reason. Would you go get the athletes? And all of a sudden he's like, yeah, dude, that sounds like right up my alley because he's a better athlete than I am. And weeks and weeks and weeks into it, he's got a crew of people. Um, <laughs> me and him are working out together these days, so it's good. But it, that's the thing is I couldn't figure out how to do that. And then I realized that wasn't what God was calling me to. And that's humility, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think like for like the, the ministry that I get to serve in Parawise is we're itinerant preachers. And so there's this vision of everybody should be an itinerant preacher. Like, that's ridiculous, right? And no, there needs to be local church 
boots on the ground doing the work of the ministry. But then I see when you get to come in and you were a church that has had itinerant speakers come, our lead pastor is an itinerant preacher, the impact that comes from a new voice showing up in a place and saying the same dang thing <laughs> right. that a local church pastor just got done saying. It's always the it, best thing in the world. Saying so. it a little bit differently, but there's humility on all ends, right? Yep. yep. And trusting that it wasn't me. It wasn't the fact that I'm the big shot that travels to speak. No, it was God and his spirit and, his so- and in his sovereignty, using his servants with open hands, not holding anything, and trusting that he is God, and he's going to do what he wants to do. Yeah. Ultimately, I think that's Amen. what this all boils down to, right, is yep. it's God's story. None of us are the main character. None of us wrote the plot. None of us even chose the costumes, right? <laughs> yeah. yep. We're and, all and, just a little— Yeah, and, and where, it get, where it does get nasty is when we start weaponizing that and—, and you know, even in churches, like, well, if they really cared about people, if they really loved they people, would this, they yeah. would be doing what we do. And, and, you know, I'm being a little facetious, but I'm not. I've, I've heard, I've heard it heard straight it. up, <laughs> straight up. And I'll, I'll be honest, sometimes missionary, like anybody who's mission-minded, local missions, uh, out, you know, outreach missions, um, you know, international missions, sometimes we can be the worst yeah, about even specific that. Mission, even in specific ministry in the church, right? Oh, whatever, yeah. Whatever it may be, we don't have to list the specifics, but if this church had this ministry in this community, then they'd actually care about that. Right. right, and instead of it's going, like, well, well, just go start it. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's if that pressure's on your heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just go like, do it. Why don't you go do that? <laughs> yeah. And um, in one of the healthiest aspects, you know, when we can all come back to, you know, just to bring this back around, is going, yep, you know, we're doing this, and I'm so grateful that church over there, that they're working with the homeless people. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that those people went to Ethiopia. I wonder how I can pray for them. Right. And I'm really grateful that this group of, this church is, you know, they're all about con- local construction projects for people who really need help. And the, in, in, in being willing to being willing to see that in other places, like, well, they don't do that, but they do this. Mm. Yeah. And, I, and and so often it's like we're we're passing judgments like well they 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 just show up on Sunday it's like well that, are you sure <laughs> are you sure do you have all the information have you asked why yeah I you know one of the coolest things Britton mentioned you know sometimes when we're on vacay we go to another church and I was invited to the church down the block yep and uh, when I showed up there it is a completely different church than ours yeah. And I loved so many aspects of it because it was so different than what we were. And there was, you know, there was a guy from that church that had just welcomed me in with open arms. And when I showed up, I wasn't sure what to expect. And then I realized that there are going to be things that God cannot do here that he can do there. One, that preacher not only preached amazing message, but he was also the guy that was doing the singing. And I got to admit, I don't want to hear John singing. And I know I can't do it. So I'm like, man, you are the... So yeah. so yeah, let's just allow God to continue to work in the lives of the people around us and uh, cover his bases. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I think that's that's a great place to land. Um, really I think it's is. a great place to land the plane, guys. Thanks for coming and wading into this. And if you're sitting here and you're like, what the heck did they just talk about? Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. That's what we're talking about. No. Uh, yeah, I think that that's a really cool kind of picture of what that DNA statement is for the tab. That's a kind of our heart behind that statement is we're going to trust God to be God. And, and through that, we're going to trust the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit yep. in your life and in my life. And at times, maybe that means I hold you to a standard on a clear matter of sin. But when it comes to um, a wisdom issue or something like that, we're going to trust that God's sovereign and he's going to do what he needs to do in the lives of people. And along the way, our job is just to say, yes, Lord, your servant is listening. So thank you guys. Um, tab family as always right the shameless plug uh make sure you uh like subscribe whatever that looks like for you um if you are not on youtube here's your update (laughs) figure it out (laughs) call your grandkid call your kid call your mama i don't know who you need to call but if you don't know how to use youtube that's going to be an issue I'm just kidding, but it would be cool. Um, the, the podcast is going to be leveraging that platform soon. Um, I'm not going to give you a date because I learned my lesson on that, but uh, soon we'll be leveraging YouTube as a way to do a vodcast. So it's going to be a really cool tool that we're looking forward to um, using here at the Tabernacle. The podcast will still be available on all the other platforms, wherever you listen, Apple, Spotify, the Tab app, whatever that is. It will still be available audio only, but if you want to look at my mug midweek, I'm telling you, YouTube is the way to do it. So, And we proved today why you need to consider a vodcast because <laughs> they're yeah, just you jokes you're not going to get otherwise. Yep, 100%. So. People are looking at our staff page and they're like, wait, I thought Rizzy had hair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, no, yeah. Photoshop's beautiful. (laughs) That is a beautiful 
head of troll that was hair literally that my have. favorite moment so hope just glanced at it one day we were looking <laughs> at it and she goes wait martin had hair <laughs> i said well at one point yes but yeah. not in this picture it's been a decade or two maybe yeah. i will say the first time um i heard john kind of speak and he talked about the tabernacle and i was just interested it was like 2018 or something and uh, i googled and looked at you guys as uh like staff page and i was like that's a tough looking dude, right? With the bald head, the <laughs> yeah. kind of little five o'clock shadow. I'm like, man, he looks like the Italian, like he looks like the Italian job was wrote about him, right? So I'm glad somebody but, thought that because yeah. that was that staff picture I looked at for like a year afterward. And I was like, what was I doing that day that they pulled me out of to get a picture? <laughs> I'm not wearing a work shirt. Right? Right? <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah. Uh, Tab family, make sure uh, follow on Facebook. And that's kind of where you'll see all the new episodes drop. Uh, make sure you're liking, sharing, all that stuff. Um, hopefully, this uh, strikes a nerve or encourages you somehow. Um, and please share it with people if that's the way you feel about it. Uh, the Luke series will still continue alongside this as well. So there could be potentially two episodes dropping a week. So just kind of keep your notifications keep on. Keep your socks on. Yeah. Here it comes. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. Um, ben, Martin, thank you guys for joining And uh, until next time, Tab Family, this is Martin, Ben, and Britton signing off.